Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. to another episode of the Sac City Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by your boy, my boy, and everybody's boy, the reigning, defending, undisputed, somewhat heavyweight valedictorian of the world, <coughs> AJ Johnson. And below us, we Hi. have the <laughs> smoothest voice in sports casting, all scro neck himself, Dylan J.B. Kearns. Wow, it's a beautiful a April eight or May eighteenth evening here in the city. Episode number thirty about to be underway. We're going to be breaking down the AFC North and the schedules that await these teams in the twenty twenty two season. AJ, how goes it? It uh, it goes. Uh, I'm 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 well. It's nice to be back on the show on the cam. You know, I've a uh, had a stomach bug that just carried over into other bugs. And uh, now those bugs very have buggy. been cleared. Very buggy, very buggy. Uh, but now I'm back and I'm uh, I'm ready to whoop Dylan in some football talk and educate you in some football talk. And, you know, I'm sure Aaron's out there listening and he, you know, he's the X's and O's guys, but leave it to all the people <laughs> on social media. He has the worst sports knowledge oh. ever. So he could tune in and listen to me too. <laughs> oh man, dude, we are getting, it's, I love the, the where we're at right now in terms of like our social media presence because now we're just yeah. starting to get that hate, that real yeah. hate. And that means yeah. we're doing something right. If you, that means exactly. we're doing you something haters, right. You ain't doing something yeah. right. That's exactly, all I have to. Exactly. They never even explain it. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And then they leave. Like, well, you didn't talk about anything. Like, say something. <laughs> Tell me why I'm exactly. wrong. Exactly. Yeah, they're just like, oh, that's the stupidest take in the world. It, it it's funny though. So we are we are two subscribers away from hitting 400 on our YouTube page. So if you haven't subscribed done. yet, please do so uh, now and make it happen. Be, and if you have subscribed and you're watching this, please share the YouTube page so we can get those two more subscribers. I'd like to get that by the end of the show. So if we can make yeah. that happen, please uh, let's let's get there. And you talk about the hate that we receive on these on on our YouTube channel. So we have great content on our YouTube channel. Great content to watch. But Factual. if 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 you're not if you don't just want to come for the content, you could come for the entertainment of the comments that come into our our videos and join in if you want. By all means join in and, and have some fun, but it gets pretty wild in the in the comment section of our YouTube page. Uh Dylan, real quick, how goes it for you? It goes. Similar to AJ, I like your wordage. I always say it goes, but there you go today with an it goes, but it goes. Um, you know, <laughs> Having a lot of fun, getting excited to be back here on the show talking football. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. AFC Good. North today, right? And, I mean, that's a division where everybody's just dog after dog. 
and uh, they're going to yep. be fighting all year long. I'm excited for it. I'm ready for football. As am I. We are going to get into the AFC North schedule predictions, our schedule talk in just a few moments, but we do have a few top stories that we're going to kind of rattle off. And it really all started with Jarvis Landry coming back home. And I told, I talked to Aaron when he was making this graphic back in the Bayou probably has to be the easiest layup of a graphic title. There is when Jarvis Landry returns to new Orleans, where he or Louise, the state of Louisiana, where he played his college ball. He signed a four year or one year, $6 million deal with the new Orleans saints. This is a very interesting deal in my opinion. And I want to hear you guys' thoughts. When you saw this pop up, they just drafted Chris Olave. They could possibly get Michael Thomas back. It's looking good, right? In in Norway. Well, you know, I don't know, man. It's he, hey, he never. I'm with Vinny. We gotta see it to believe it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, what? I, I, I'm just and I, I could have not, you know, maybe I ain't seen it. I ain't put eyes on the Saints stories. I've been, you know, focused on my Falcons. I feel like I did them wrong last year. Wasn't really up to date like I needed to be. What is uh, going to hold Michael Thomas back from playing? So that injury has taken him a while to come back from. There was a report the other day that said it's taken him a little while. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not 100. I mean, really, I was going down the lines of you never. You never know if he's going to yeah. be able to stay healthy and, and be there. I mean, he. I'm, I, I have not heard anything of him not being on track to return this coming season. Okay. But her, her like last still a few hurdles for Michael Thomas. Okay. Okay. But wow. I mean, either way, that, that the Michael Thomas not playing last year kind of came out of nowhere, in my opinion. Like it kind of like yeah. it hit hard, and it kind of came out of nowhere. So what I was kind of leaning to was you just don't know what is going to end up happening there. But either way, Jarvis Landry is now added to the mix of wide receivers for Jameis Winston to throw to. Dylan, what were your thoughts on that move when it came across their screen? I was clapping. I was sitting there. I read Twitter. I put my phone down, and I just started clapping. You know, that's just a good signing. I mean, this guy is just, yeah, maybe he could play quarterback. But um, no, I mean, this guy's legit. He, he can do everything on a football field. And I know maybe he's a little bit washed up. Maybe he's a little bit older, but that's all right. You know, he can still go out there and make plays and they need wide receiver help. I mean, you can't be throwing to Kirkwood. You can't be throwing to uh, uh, the Harris kid. They can't be throwing to Callaway, who they hyped up in the preseason. You need a football player and go get yourself a Jarvis Landry. He's a, he's a proven veteran you put on the outside. You got Alave. You got potentially Michael Thomas coming back. Don't know the Alvin Kamara situation. That's just a beautiful signing. Gives you another weapon for a team that needs weapons. I mean, it, it could be Jameis Winston under center coming back from ACL. That's the thought. Drew Brees threw his name out there a little bit a few times last or a few days ago. Uh, don't believe that one. But, you know, I think it's just a great signing because it gives you another veteran wide receiver in the room that's still pretty talented. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like this move a lot. And really, it gives it gives Aaron a leg up on the competition now because of his uh, Chris Olave hate and saying that he's not going to be that good. Well, now there's another another mouth to feed in, in New Orleans that could take a, take away targets for Chris Olave, which could help his his uh, his take on that. But I think this is great for for Jameis Winston now having three solid wide receiver. Well, we don't know what Chris Olave is going to end up becoming, but Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry alone are two solid wide receivers good enough for uh, Jameis Winston to move forward. AJ, are you afraid of that as a Falcons fan? No, I'm not afraid at all for two reasons. One, it's divisional play. Anything can happen. And two, despite what everyone thinks, even though this Falcons roster isn't beautiful, 
we wasn't going to be winning a ton of games anyway. So, like, what do I have to be afraid this year for? We, no you know fear. what I'm saying? Like, yep. We got nothing to lose any Sunday we step on the field. So, it is Fair what enough. it is. We should Fair be enough. the ones everyone's afraid of for that. Let's let's go into the the thing, Dylan, you kind of mentioned before, and it's Drew Brees. He is also in our top stories with this tweet here to uh, earlier this week. He brought up, he said, despite speculation from media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, coach my kids or all of the above. I'll let you know this news just really made the world go crazy. And I don't know why Dylan, you said, you don't, this is just something you don't think is going to happen. What were your thoughts when this really blew up uh, the media world? He can't do all of the above Vincent. You think he can be a pro football player and still do NBC and everything else above? No way. (laughs) I mean, but yeah, I get what he's coming from. Um, He is uncertain about the future, but I, (laughs) I don't know. I think this guy, when he was done, he was done. And I mean, he battled injuries the last few years of his career. He really valued that family time, something he was looking forward to for a very long time. He was ready to be a family. He was ready to be a dad. He was playing with his kids and all the good stuff. And we saw um, how much of an inspiration he was there to them. And now he gets to be at home with them. I mean, I don't see him. I don't see a world where he comes back onto the football field. I mean, it, 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 it would only repute. It would only kill was a little bit of a reputation there for him if he were to come back. That's where I was going to send it to AJ for. Do you think if he comes back, he could risk tarnishing his career or like whatever he does after he comes back, it really just doesn't matter? Um, absolutely, because everyone would say he should have stayed retired first off because we were also saying that it was time for him to go as he was being finished. Everything he has done for that Saints organization, everything he's done for the NFL has been appreciated but it was clearly time for to go. I mean, his body was broken. He taught, I remember his wife tweeted about all the injuries that he had and the fear that she had for him thinking about even playing another, another year of football because it just hurts so much to watch him be hurt so much. And I think he, I don't think he had the test of time like the Tom Brady's of the world. It's not every, not everybody can, and that's okay because despite only winning the one championship and falling short of a couple others, everyone still looked at you as one of the top three QBs basically of all time. So you, you, you've done everything you need to do. And with the NBC thing for me, I think he needs to try his hand in the booth somewhere because honestly, I didn't really like him in, in uh pre post and half. Oh. I thought it was it just, he just didn't oh. have that character. It's two different characters oh. being in the booth and analyzing a game than it is talking and putting your opinions out there about what you're seeing on the field. And I don't think he had that in him. I think he was still in the locker room at heart which made it hard for him to be objective and say the things he needed to say about a couple yeah. of different players. I, I, li- I liked him in his role in NBC. Well, but now NBC has, and we didn't put this in the top stories, but NBC has their, their goat awaiting for them with the, uh, with the news of Tom Brady signing that massive broadcasting deal when his career is up to join that's NBC. Fox, Maybe that's say, that, that Fox. Fox. Is it Fox? I thought it was NBC. Yeah. Ah. Greg sure? Olson yeah. got screwed. Not Chris. Oh Collins. yeah. It was Greg Olson that got screwed. Whatever. <laughs> Next, what I just said. I don't blame you, uh, though, because I felt that because the news came one after the other. So I actually still, thought he was leaving because of that, too. And it's not it the same It still place. connects because a lot of people in the broadcast world were upset about how much money Tom Brady is getting from Fox to be an analyst. And, and it's just so that's probably that that was what my connection was to that. Uh, but either way, Drew Brees teasing us all. I don't buy it. 
none of us on the show are uh, is buying it. We've got two more stories to cover before we get into our AFC North chatter. Quarterbacks are getting signed. Quarterback cornerbacks are getting paid. It started off with Jair Alexander, the cornerback from the Green Bay Packers, signing a record-breaking extension for a cornerback. Four years, $84 million to stay with the Green Bay Packers. The deal includes $31 million in 2022 and a defensive back record $30 million signing bonus. Huge move for the Packers and Jair Alexander. AJ, what does this move do for the Packers and what does this move mean for the rest of the Packers roster? Because we talk about money all the time with the Packers and where it's going and who's getting paid. And if they're going to be able to fill role, other roles because their money's tied up everywhere else. What are your thoughts on all that? I mean, I think this was a move that had to be made. Uh, Giant Alexander was underrated coming in. People knew he was good, but they didn't realize how good he was absolutely going to be. And he changes the outlook of that Packers defense. Uh, it is noticeable when he's not on the field. And that's something that'll get you paid. If you can spot the hole, you can expose that hole because one of your best players is off the field. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pay dividends when he's back on the field. And after getting the guys that got in the draft to lock down the middle of the field, you had to make sure that outside is looking good. The, as we, we talk about it all the time, the wide receivers in the NFL are getting better and better. It's becoming more and more of a passing league, if that's even any more possible now. So you have to have a lockdown corner, and Jair Alexander is up there with the best of them. So I love yeah. this move by the Packers, and uh, I think they're going to enjoy it for the next at least three years, if not all four. I'm glad you brought up the wide receiver thing, because, I mean, if, if you think about it, Minnesota, they got some guy named Justin Jefferson, who's kind of a big deal. And then Detroit invested high, heavily in the wide receiver position when they went out and traded up for Jamison Williams. They also got a Monroe St. Brown. I mean, you you got to cover in this league. And Jair Alexander yeah. is one of the best to do it. Uh, Dylan, did you have thoughts on this on this move? They had the money to pay Tay. That's what I dude. That's what I said. I said. I said. I was like, they. They just took the like. You know that SpongeBob meme of Patrick, and he's like, oh, "Why don't we take it from here and push it over there?" We took Devonte Adams' money and we pushed it to to Jair Alexander because we knew Devonte Adams didn't want to be there. They said they had the money to pay him, but Devonte Adams did not want to be there, so they just said, "Okay, we're just gonna take that." Here you go, Jair Alexander. I, I don't think Alexander gets the extension if Adams is there, though. To be honest, I don't yeah. think I don't think mm -hmm. this happens. No, if Adam well, maybe not to that extent. They might have found another way to do it, get True. it to him at a later time. But cut Aaron Rodgers. Yep, yep. <laughs> there was there was one other cornerback deal though that happened today. The Philadelphia Eagles signed former corner former Giants cornerback James Bradbury to a one year, ten million dollar deal. Continuing this offseason onslaught of signings and moves for the Philadelphia Eagles, where they signed, where they traded for AJ Brown, locked him up. They brought in Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, Jordan Davis. The, the Eagles are making moves, AJ, making moves. And I put out a poll today, or not a poll, I put it out on an Instagram post asking which defense is the best in the, AF, or the NFC East now with James Bradbury with the Eagles. Do the Eagles now take that crown, AJ? Ooh, what a great conversation. I mean, besides, so here's the thing. Two years ago, you would have said the commanders. They proved themselves to be frauds yeah. last year, and then they didn't handle their, their defenses uh, secondary. Uh, no one ever, I mean, the corner, the, the Cowboys have Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, yeah. but everywhere else, there's a lot of holes. They lost Randy Gregory. Which, I mean, the pickups they have, we don't know the yeah. pressure that they're going to be able to get on the quarterback or anything of that nature. The Giants messed up 
hugely in this situation, if you ask yeah. me, not just because he wanted to be gone. I don't think there was anything they could do to keep him, but to just cut him. And, and then was, he goes in division. Yeah, I was saying tough. before the Philadelphia Eagles did half the things they did that I think they had an underrated defense. Now adding uh, uh, Bradbury after the pickups of N'Kobe Dean, some of the other pieces, I do think they have the best unit, the best full defense in the NFC East. Mm. Mm. Dylan? Yeah, it was a good signing. Um, I'm sure Giants fans are kind of furious that they didn't have the money to keep him around because he was great two years ago. He was good last year. But, I mean, this is a guy that you go right ahead to their secondary. They had to cut him because of cap issues. And that's why I talked about I didn't like the pick of that Ronde, Wandale, the, the wide receiver kid they took. I didn't like the pick Wondale of that Robinson. wide receiver. Wandale, see, I knew it was something, Dale. Uh, Wandale <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> but go ahead. I mean, that's where I thought they should have gone defense back. I know they got one later in the draft, but still, like – I knew Bradbury was going to be cut on the Eagles side. I mean, they get another one right there. They got great talent on that defense. That might be one of the best defenses in the NFC. Um, I mean, they're, they're stacked over there. So I like the move for Philadelphia, but I'm sure Giants fans are a little salty about that, that he goes to a division rival after being yeah. cut. Yeah. Something happened this, over there, man. I'm telling you. Something this, happened was a, this, this was a tweet from Warren Sharp. The Giants have a larger dead cap hit of $11.7 million to have James Bradbury play for the Eagles, the Eagles are actually paying him, which is the $10 million. So the Giants are actually paying James Bradbury more to play for the Eagles than what the Eagles are paying. Yeah. That's what happened in Moneyball. David Justice, you remember that scene? He's taking batting practice down there. That's why you're paying me so much. Oh, they're not paying you. The Yankees are paying half your salary. That's what they think of you. (laughs) Baseball, Moneyball. It was Uh, good, it's a big. It, it is a big deal. Uh, now, now he's lined up across from Darius Slay. It's gonna be very, uh, the old cliche. It's gonna be very interesting to see how that oh, defense actually looks on the come field. On. The You're pop. better than I that. Do it. I do it just. I do it just <laughs> to grind the gears at this point because <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware five weeks, that it's five weeks left in the program. I can't take that right now, Vinny. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's up to you. Okay, so what should I? Okay, what could I have said better, Dylan? We're gonna. We're putting okay, you on the on the spot play, here. We're gonna play knickknack here. Um, Patty whack, give a dog a bone. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The <laughs> Giants gave the Eagles a bone with Bradbury, but um, so he was playing opposite, playing opposite Darius Slay. They'll be fun to watch this year. Boom. That just seems fun bland. to watch. This year. That just no. seems bland. No, I mean just bring personality there. Bradbury yeah. opposite Slay. That'll be a great watch. Then lead in. Yeah, there, there's some personality. All right, let's see if AJ can bring the personality here on our new. Social read featuring Kenny Pickett in a Steelers jersey. Oh, baby, two hands got us. Okay, Kenny Steeler Pickett, Sac City Pod is representing with little baby hands down there. Hit us up and all those wonderful, wonderful, great social media platforms. You know the deal at Sac City Pod on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Head on over there, hit those loves, hit those subscribes, especially on YouTube, hit that subscribe too. We are two lovely, wonderful fans away from 400 subscribers. What are you waiting on? Hit the button. It's right there, down there on the bottom right. Big, red, says subscribe. Do it. At six at Sac City Pod. Show us the love you know we deserve. Your boys are back in town. <laughs> like a poet. Like a poet. That was my first ever jersey swap Photoshop thing that I've ever done in my entire life, by the way. Really? First ever jersey swap. How hard was it? Medi- 
it was that one was very easy because there was like I found a picture to swap it with that was very easy. That one is easy, but the other ones I've tried have or were difficult. But you know, jersey swaps just not uh not my thing yet. But okay, Kenny Pickett's okay. a, a Pittsburgh Steeler. Those baby hands are in the Steel City now. We are going to talk about them. Talk about the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Browns. The dog pound the Browns. Hey, let's go! Let's go! This is this is the episode right here that we're going to talk. We're we're going to get into them right now. The Cincinnati Bengals and the schedules of them and the rest of the AFC North. The way we're going to break this down here, ladies and gentlemen, is we have our standings and we have predicted these teams' record throughout the season. We're going to go team by team, dive into these schedules tell you what their records are going to be and uh hopefully you guys don't don't hate us the general insurance presents shower ballads by shack and i'm gonna keep on you cause it's the only thing i wanna do turns out everyone does sound better in the shower and it turns out the general is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the General. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc. Insurance Agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed. Disease in remission. Stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. Starting off with the Cincinnati Bengals, their schedule looks like this, featuring three primetime games, a Monday night football game against Cleveland, a Sunday night football game against Pittsburgh, and a big-time Monday night football game uh, in Week 17 against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, We talked on the show, I believe it was Friday, One of Aaron's favorite matchups that he's looking forward to is that week two game against the Dallas Cowboys. Cause that's like, I think that, but aside from him being a Cowboys fan, I think that is the true test. The first true test for this Bengals, uh, for this Bengals team and Dylan in your notes for your storylines, you put the words rinse and repeat. What does that mean? Especially when we look at their schedule and, and, and moving forward for the Bengals. You just got to win games. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. I mean, obviously, every single year you go into an NFL season, you want to win as many football games as possible and get to where you were. This team had zero expectations last year going into this season. Second lowest Super Bowl odds going into last year. They, they danced their way to the Super Bowl. I mean, they were they were literally right there in the Super Bowl. And, I mean, they, they played great football down the stretch. They beat Kansas City in two close games. Great. I mean, that was huge for them. And I think that's one thing you got to look at for this team. Storylines for this year, you just got to find what you can to just forget about last year, realize you did have that success. Last year's gone. You got to wash that away and rinse it, all right? But you do got to repeat that success. That's one thing you got to have. You got to start winning those games, what you did last year. You can't dwell on, oh, we were there last year. Well, I think it's all right if we do a little thing, things a little bit differently this year. No, what you got to do, it's a brand new football season. Still feel that success you had last year, but it's a brand new year and you got to bring it because, I mean, a lot of people are doubting them this year too. A lot of people want to doubt the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm one of them, but I'm just telling you, 
I, I think that this was one of those times where you just got to forget about the greatness that happened last year. It was great to get that far. You, it, it, there were expectations were low. You ended up getting that far. But this year, I think, is a different game, and you got to find a way to just win football games the way you want to. Yeah, uh, I think one of the biggest storylines for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals is do they hang their hat on their offense, or are they going to try to hang their hat on their defense? Uh, last year, their defense got them out of a lot, a lot of tough places, very opportunistic turnovers, really bearing down at the, at the goal line a lot of times and making the requisite plays to get W's out. And the secondary was one of the things that we talked about their team needing help with. And they got that. I really like their uh, signing a, or their pickup of Daxon Hill. I think he's going to be a good guy to help out with the Chidobia Wuzes and um, Eli Apples of the world. Nice. You know, they listed him as a cornerback one again. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then their offense last year, as prolific as it was, they did that without a solid offensive line. The pickups they got this year with Alex Kappa and Ted Karras, uh, Lyle Collins, that line is substantially better, in my opinion. And in theory, in theory, should allow Joe Mixon to have more room to run, should allow Joe Burrow more time to scramble out the pocket and make some of the stud plays we've seen him do ever since his days at LSU and in the NFL. So this is a team, despite the regression that people are expecting, despite how difficult it is to get back to a Super Bowl, this is a team that I expect to make a deep run in the playoffs because – on paper, I know the game should still be played. I get that. But right now, on paper, this far out, this is a team that has the requisite pieces to get right back to at least the AFC Championship. And starting today, I think that's where they have to go with it. Yeah, you look at their schedule. I mean, this is this is a tough, tough schedule. Like, I mean, obviously, you're you're we we talk about it all the time how the team the losing team in the super bowl has a very hard time return history says that the losing team in the super bowl has a very hard time returning to the super bowl the following year this schedule right here is it, it's tough i mean you have kansas city cleveland's supposed to be good tampa buffalo baltimore is going to come back strong i mean this is a tough schedule for the cincinnati Bengals. and when you look at our standings here dylan you have them at eight and nine that is that is uh disrespectful that's tough that's tough so looking at the schedule where does eight and nine come from what what makes you say they're they're gonna have where's their nine losses okay let me look at the schedule here but i i I do want to say i mean everybody in this division has a tough schedule because they got to play the dog houses in those divisions i mentioned earlier i mean you got to play pittsburgh who mike tomlin let's be honest he still hasn't had a record under 500 i know they i know they it looks a little bit differently this year but I mean, there's that. You have the Ravens coming back healthy, the Browns, who knows with Watson, but there's another spot there. But looking at this record, I mean, I think they split Pittsburgh, so go ahead and give one. Dallas is going to be a tough game in week two. There's two losses. They could beat the Jets. I think they could beat Miami. I think they sw- they get swept by Baltimore. I know they kicked Baltimore's ass twice, so I know that going in. But I think it's going to – all right, you know what? Actually, they'll split that. We'll go three losses there at Baltimore. New Orleans, they'll win. Um, I just said which is their which are their losses. I don't need wins. Just give me their losses. Yeah, yeah. The Brown, the Browns <laughs> is four. Browns is four. Um, Tennessee's five. Kansas City is six. Tampa Bay seven. New England or rather Buffalo is eight. And then one other division game. Whether it's Cleveland, whether it's Pittsburgh, or whether it's Baltimore, I think that's okay. nine. Okay. I mean, so when I was, when I was thinking, yeah, Bengals fans don't like it. Bengal, this is what we, we, we talked about how 
We have been in a constant battle with Bengals fans. And that, I think your thing is what AJ said. When you look at that, the, that record, I think that is disrespectful. I think this team did get better. I think this team is still a playoff team. But I think when we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, we're not hating on them or saying that they're a bad team. Also, you said they'd get beat by the Tennessee Titans. That's no bueno because the Tennessee <laughs> Titans are going to be. Uh, but, <laughs> but I think this team, they got better. Like, on where, why do you think, I mean, obviously that record is much, much worse than what it was last year. Are you saying that it's more so on the teams that they're playing are better or are you seeing problems with the Bengals that make you think that they're going to be eight and nine? See, every single week last year, I'll be honest, I, I doubted Joey Burrow till I saw him start winning playoff games. I was like, this guy's a freaking beast. He wins games. And that's the one thing that's just eating at me wrong? right now. It's the fire. No, it's the fire in me right now. Like, I'm, I'm speaking and I'm saying these things about the Bengals and the way I feel. And when I look at the outlook of this team, it's it's the damn, freaking Joey Burrow's a winner, right? That's, that's what's eating yeah. at me right now. The guy wins football games. He's a great quarterback. I just question, I think that schedule's very tough. They went all the way last year. It's hard for teams to do it. And I don't want to throw this narrative out there because they're a completely different team than the last two that I'm talking about here. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars had a lot of success in 17. Everybody was hyping them up, top five in power rankings to start the season. They beat the next year. They beat New England week two. They're one and one. They're looking pretty solid. Everyone's riding them. They fall apart. The Chicago Bears, 2018, worked their way 12 and four that year. Matt Nagy, Mitchell Trubisky's playing good football. They get down to where they are. They end up losing the double doink game. Following year, they shit their pants. Every year we see something like this. Every year we do. And I'm not, I'm not basing this off of anything else. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater when it comes to the Bengals. <laughs> I see a tough schedule. I see a team that had success last year that is not accustomed to success. And I think that's going to bite them in the tail this year. And I'll go back on this episode and I'll either own up to it right here on the show saying that guy that's speaking right now, this guy's an idiot or I'll be right where I believe I believe I this think guy I right be. here at Dylan Kearns. Uh, but no, I, I, I think that when you look at their schedule and, and AJ, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you go on this real quick. But like when you look at their schedule, I think you and I both have you have one more law. So Aaron and I are both higher or highest on the Bengals yeah. here than both of you. And, and I think we've been the most con like the most uh, negative to him. Well, Aaron is definitely yeah. on another level of negative toward him. But but I think that this I don't think that the I think the Bengals beat one or two of those big time matchups against a, like a Buffalo or a Kansas city. Like they win one of those games, but I don't think they get that far out of that. I think they do split just about every game with every other divisional opponent. The biggest X factor here is I think we're going to talk about the Browns in a, in a second, but one of the biggest X factors is when Deshaun Watson plays and how he plays. Cause if he's suspended the eight game, the eight weeks, then you can chalk that Browns game as a, as a, as a win for the Bengals. But if he's back in that week eight and they're battling for a playoff spot in week 14, you could easily see the Browns sweeping Cincinnati. Yeah, um, that's so my my one less loss for you guys came is basically a toss up. Like, would I be surprised yeah. if they went 11 and six? Of course not. You know, yeah. I think there's I, I think they split Pittsburgh too. Uh, Pittsburgh is a team that's going to have to get it together um, later in the season, just like they did last year. Um, Baltimore is the question mark. And what I mean by that is because we know how good they are. 
but do they face adversity again? You know, uh, is the chemistry come back right? They got, we know how much better Baltimore got this season. So Baltimore could be sweeping, but I don't want to be talking about the Bengals, a team we just saw do the improbable last year. Like, oh, that was really a flash in the pan. It was really a drop in the bucket. They are who they've been for the last five or seven years because that's just not true. This is a much better team and is a different makeup. These guys know how to win games. They have an explosive offense of youngsters. So these guys who got prime legs, fresh legs, and are out to prove things. T. Higgins went from the number one guy to possibly the number two guy. And, of course, he loves Jamar Chase. Don't mean he ain't trying to show that he can be just as good as a Jamar Chase if he gets the opportunity. And that's a scary thing for any of these defenses to play. The Ravens defense, really good. The secondary of the Browns can be really good, but a lot of these guys have been injured since the moment they've been drafted to the Browns. But if those two secondaries are there, we're going to have some problems. You're going to see a bunch of, you know, pun intended, dogfights. You know, the only secondary that you really feel a little comfortable in is the Pittsburgh Steelers secondary. And even to that, you have a front seven to, to reckon with. So it's not that this is an easy division, but it's that all of these guys, the makeup of the AFC North has always been putting on some fights. And, and yeah. I think that's what you're going to see again this year. And that's, we watch, last thing I'll say, and you can use the Chargers game because that's the easiest one to think about. We've watched these teams last season play up and down. We watched some games where they came out prolific and you're ready to give them the next three games on the schedule. And then they go ahead and drops the ball. That's, it's 18, 18 week season. There's a lot of shit that's going to go yeah. wrong. There's a lot mm-hmm. of shit that's going to go right. I, it's hard to go 13 and three, four, uh, you know, yeah. uh, I know the numbers change. So we, we don't know exactly how it's all going to play out, but I'm pretty sure you can take a team that just left the Super Bowl last year with a shitty offensive line being sacked nine and 10 times a game and got better to win a lot more games than eight. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they followed... Yeah. I think the Bengals followed the same path, the same path as what the Kansas City Chiefs did when they wanted to. After Patrick Mahomes got dummied by the Bucks and just stacked, what? And look what happened to them for a little while. People started to fade away on the Chiefs. Well, but what I'm saying though, what I'm saying though (laughs) is the Chiefs are still a very good team. And I think that's what's going to end up happening with the Bengals. We just, the reason why we've been at it with the Bengals is we've had, we want everybody to temper their expectations. They're not the be all end all, but they're also a very good team and should be feared by most on the schedule. Uh, The one other thing I want to talk about. Let me ask you guys this. Sorry, Vincent, not to cut you off. Do you truly believe with your heart, hundred percent that the Cincinnati Bengals can be the best team in the AFC next year? In in the AFC? Yeah, and the, the AFC or the AFC team, West, the best or team no, in the AFC, the, the Cincinnati Bengals. No, I could no. They you can be top three. The best team in your division. Wait, you said they the AFC, not three. the AFC North. AFC entirely. They were the best team in the AFC last year. They got to the Super Bowl. Do you they, think this team can be the best team in the AFC? They, I do believe they can get to the Super Bowl. I don't think at the end of the regular season, they will be the number one seed in the AFC. I think people are once again sleeping on the Chiefs just because Tyreek Hill is gone. I'm sorry, the makeup that they have, and I know we're going to talk about them. They they have pieces. The losses they got from Tyreek Hill leaving, they got back in some other people. So they can be top three, in my opinion, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Absolutely. I think I think they they could be the best team in the AFC North and it'd be a battle for the best team in the AFC. That's how I that's how I see it as a whole. But again, you think I mean, you think about it like their defense is what is what scares me. 
that secondary is what scares is what scares me. The pass rush, not so much. Like I think that right. they have some dogs on that D line. I think they have uh, the all right linebacker is not basically outside of that D line. I'm a little nervous, but when you look at, at, at the big picture here, I think Cincinnati still has the core pieces and the right and the right group to be able to make make it happen and make a run for the top team uh, in the AFC. But the team that we're going to get into, and I, I, I did put out a poll uh, on Twitter for this one, was who the best quarterback is in this division. And I think a lot of people are we sleeping oh. on Lamar Jackson like a lot of people have already kind of t- like claimed that the best quarterback in the AFC North is Joe Burrow after that one season. But I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that before we move on. It's tough. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, it? I'll read the, re- I'll read the results here. I don't, I don't know if it is that tough. So Lamar Jack or wow. So Deshaun Watson is leading at 31% followed by Joe Burrow at 28%, followed by Lamar Jackson at 24%. So very, very close race between all those, but Sean Watson, uh, I put Kenny, I put Pickett slash Trubisky down there. They're at 17%. I I knew that I had to do it just to be, to be fair. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it really, it, it really is not, not enough, but, but yeah. What's your thoughts, AJ? I definitely do think people are sleeping on Lamar Jackson. The Deshaun Watson part is interesting uh, because Deshaun Watson is a top tier QB in this league. We just haven't seen him play in a year, you know, and the last time we did see him play as great as he played, his team still went four and 12. And I know there's more to it than that. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think the top two are between Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. What Joe Burrow has done in this league is to be respected and he's on the way up, but you, we haven't seen a runner like Lamar Jackson since we've seen Michael yeah. Vick. The way the in, the instincts, the intuition that Deshaun Watson has with the ball in his hand to get out of danger and still make a play downfield. I mean, I remember watching that man scramble 16 yards around, throw a dump off pass four yards to the right, and then let the guy take off for 25 for a touchdown. So uh, I just think they have a couple different things that Joe Burrow doesn't have yet, just from being in the NFL. Now, like like uh, Dylan said, Joe Burrow is just the winner. There are some guys who they figure a way out, and Joe Burrow is one of those people. He's a winner, and that puts him in the conversation. And it can be a conversation that will be had for this entire season, and you'll be talking about it differently next year. One thing will be the same. Mitchell Trubisky will be at the bottom. Yeah, Oh, or and or, or Kenny Pickett. And it, or Baby it, Hands it, Pickett. It leaves it there. Uh, but – Dylan, Dylan, I would assume you, you're right on board with what AJ said. So I need to, we do no. need to move on for time purposes. No, oh, you're board. not on board. God, Joe, Joe, sorry. Are you man. on the show Friday? Are you on the show Friday? I am. Joe Burrow's we're the gonna best break down. We're going to break down the rest of the AFC North quarterbacks on Friday to determine who actually is the best. Uh, Aaron will be here. It'll be all just a great, <laughs> good, good old fun. So tune in Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. AJ, you just made our Bengals fan probably leave because you just said that Joe Burrow is the third best quarterback. In the I got him for seven points and then I lost one, but it's all Yeah, good. you did. You did. <laughs> Let's move on. The Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. team we were just talking about with Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky there. Their schedule looks like this. Dylan, you brought up the fact that they are this everyone in the AFC North has a pretty tough schedule when they have to play these certain teams. They have to play the bills. They have to play everybody in division twice. It's still a very tough division. We have our standings looking like this. This is, this is new to the world of Mike Tomlin, six and 11, six and 11, seven and 10. 
Though that is all new to the world of Mike Tomlin and Dylan, you have your storyline. Is this going to be the hardest test for Mike Tomlin? Elaborate. Yep. It is. This is going to be the hardest test for Mike Tomlin. We talk about his 500 record and how it's been over 500 or at it his entire coaching career with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. This guy is just, he wins football games as a head coach. I mean, Big Ben didn't have an arm half the year. I mean, that guy was just falling apart. We've seen him play with Landry Jones. We've seen him play with Michael Vick. We've seen him do whatever he needs to do to win football games. Without Le'Veon Bell, throw in a Fitzgerald Toussaint, throw in a James Conner, throw in a D'Angelo Williams, no Antonio Brown. That's all right. You got Martavis Bryant, Marcus Wheaton. They find wins the way they find ways to win games, right? It's what he does. And they have a good defense, but this is gonna be a hard test. He's got a rookie quarterback, he's got Mitchell Trubisky in the room. I, I like Najee Harris. I like the defense. This division's very, very hard, and he's going to get slapped in the face with that. This, 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 this conference is hard. The division's hard. His schedule's hard. And when you have a quarterback that's not Big Ben, even Big Ben from last year, I think it would be a very hard test for Mike Tomlin. This is the year he goes under 500. I'm surprised. I'm shocked. It's ridiculous. I looked at your records, and honestly, I'll say this: I wouldn't be—I would have been fine if y'all had losing records. But the losing records y'all have just hurts my heart. And I'm not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm not crazy about them by any means. But I think last year was absolutely a harder test than what he's going up against this year. That old line was atrocious. Big Ben tried to retire six years ago, decided to stick around and make everybody hate him for it. His, like you said, he had a noodle arm last year. The fact that they were able to make it to the playoffs took not only luck, uh, it took a Mike Tomlin being who he is. I think they have a much better, much better roster now. With Mitchell Trubisky, yes, we know how I feel about him. But let's not forget, he did just spend a year off in learning without any pressure and figuring out how to do things the correct way. Kenny Pickett, who cares? But then they have weapons. That receiver room is crazy. That receiver room yeah. is crazy. And in an offense where you're going to have in a, in a division where you're going to have to put up points, that's one thing I do believe they're going to be able to do. And maybe that secondary I talked about is not that great. But again, that front seven, that TJ Watt is still there. And it's Mike Tomlin. Hasn't had a losing season yet. I don't think this is the year it starts. Yeah, it's, it's, tough, to, it's tough to think that Mike Tomlin has a losing season like this. So let, let real quick, give me the wins for the Pittsburgh Steelers, AJ. Not like Dylan, right, so where he they, goes game by game, but yeah. give me the wins. He had to look. Uh, they win at New England. They win at New York yep. Jets. Uh, yep. I think uh, I think they beat Philadelphia. Uh, I think they beat New Orleans. Uh, there's your Cincinnati split. I think I know they beat Atlanta. I know they beat Carolina. I think they can beat. Um, I think they can beat Vegas, and then I think they get the better of Cleveland the last week of the season. Oof, man. I don't. It's hard to argue that like I want to argue that because like I think on paper when you look at like splitting with Baltimore, I don't think they like in, in my when I when I broke this down, I have them beating New England, Cleveland, because I think Deshaun Watson's not there that first week. They beat the Jets mm. and then they go on a losing streak. They lose to the Bucks, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Saints, the Bengals, the Colts, and then mm. they get their dub against your Atlanta Falcons they get the dub against the Panthers, but I don't, I think that they have a hard time in this division. And that's where I really think the bulk of their losses come from. And I feel like that's where we're all at. When you look at our AFC North standings here, uh, being the difference of one game between myself, Dylan and, and, and Aaron, uh, but really going to be tough to watch Mike Tomlin 
it's going to be fun. To, it, the way Dylan's going to say it, it's going to be fun to watch how Mike Tomlin can handle and battle through this adversity because we've seen it so many times before. Uh, let's go to the let's go to the Cleveland Browns schedule next, though, because this is the one where no one knows what to expect. I, like, I want to know from you guys, how did you judge and how did you go about deciding wins and losses for the Cleveland Browns? Dylan, I'll start with you with the uncertainty of a Deshaun Watson. My headline, if I'm writing the paper here, what's with Watson? You can only go as far as your QB can go, honestly. I mean, this is, if you get Deshaun Watson for an entire season, I think this is absolutely a playoff team. I think the Cleveland Browns can make the playoffs easily with Deshaun Watson for an entire season. But it comes down to that. If he's not there, is Baker Mayfield going to start the games? Is he still on the roster? Is he still going to be on the roster come training camp? Is it going to be Jacoby Brissett? Is that the backup they signed? Yep. I think it was Brissett. Yeah, so Brissett, yep. um, I mean, that's Brissett doesn't win a lot of football games. I mean, so it's tough. It's tough right here to, to, to dissect. Is it Deshaun Watson or is it not? If it's Deshaun Watson, this is a playoff team easily. But um, if not, I don't like the Cleveland Browns as much. Yeah, I, I, I put my record together. I want to say as if Deshaun Watson was playing. Um, as <laughs> My storyline actually is, is, is it a trap to once again take these guys as a Super Bowl favorite, as a late playoff team favorite? You know, because as great as Deshaun Watson is, as better as he makes players around him, damn, the Browns going brown, ain't they? <laughs> it's going to be something, right? The stink around and the Browns, it, it does smell around the dog pound every now and then. I Deshaun Watson may make this offense great. Uh, I love the Amari Cooper signing. I love David Bell as a pickup. I think those are two great receivers for him. Donovan Peoples-Jones like to show up here and there. Um, but sometimes this defense can let things get away from him. You know, yep. and like there's times we've seen in the season where really good teams have a really bad week and they just don't look like themselves. It's a long long grueling season yeah. and uh so and with the afc north i think you, you're gonna be in some fights and it, it, all, all it takes is mike tomlin being gritty at the end five yeah. yards out and doing something sneaky and I, getting a touchdown in the last second for you to have a different loss that you didn't think was going to happen in your division uh I so have, that's kind of where i went with it i actually do have in my on my record i have them beating the browns in weeks in week 18 because yeah. i think when you look at this when you look at the i I have that. I, that week 18 just screams a Browns loss. Yeah. It just yeah. it's just one of those things that just feel like a Browns loss. I have them at nine and eight. And really it's, it's because most of those losses, most of those eight losses do come from when I believe Deshaun Watson is not there. Uh, Dylan, you have them at 10 and seven AJ, you have them at 10. I mean, we're all pretty much in the same boat for the Cleveland Browns. It, it all hinders on Deshaun Watson. Let me tell you about that week 18. There's two reasons you and I feel that Pittsburgh is going to win. Either the Browns have already made the playoffs and they yep. don't need their players in or Pittsburgh needs that W and Mike Tomlin ain't going out like that. Uh, those are, that's what week 18 looks like to me for that game. Used to be the, yep. the Bengals and the Steelers. Now, you know, it's uh, Cleveland and the Steelers. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like no one, 100. Like <laughs> the, this division is could like with a, a healthy Deshaun Watson, <laughs> And although the Pittsburgh is the week, the Kenny baby hands pick it and Mitch Trubisky the other way. Like I think Mitch Trubisky could be that guy and make this division and round out the division perfectly. But with Kenny Pickett there, they invested in him and there's no, there's no shot. Mitch Trubisky continues to be the quarterback. Um, but 
Deshaun Watson. That's it right there. I don't I'm think excited. Baker Mayfield, I, like, I, I don't think Baker Mayfield, like, if Baker Mayfield's the quarterback for the first eight weeks of the season, how many games do, how many games do they win? AJ. They beat Carolina. Yep. They beat Atlanta. Yep. Actually, I think they could, they could still beat Pittsburgh that week. It's early in the season with what they're going through. Uh, so Carolina, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Atlanta, New England. I can give them four of those wins. Okay, that's not bad. If you're, the, if, you're the Cle- if, if you're the Cleveland Browns and you're without Deshaun Watson for those first eight weeks and you get four dubs, I would gladly take that. I don't think Listen, that they... Uh, real, real quick, let's not... We've had our fun with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is still a starting caliber quarterback correct. in this yeah. NFL. Oh, yeah. Baker oh, Mayfield yeah. should have been shut down by week 10 or 12 last season. He played through yep. some BS. Uh, he played through a very hurt body. Like, I don't even think we know how banged up he really was. And I'm not saying that would have made them uh, the top of the division or anything of that nature, but it wouldn't have looked as bad as it really yeah. did. And and yeah. and that's kind of the thing. We have our fun in season, but we're going into a new year. People are healthy. Mentalities are different. I'm, I'm putting a slight amount of respect back on Baker's name. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Let's right. round it out. Even after I with, said it out loud, I was like, ew. It's, it's still gross. I mean, when realistically, when I look at it, I'm like, okay, they can beat Carolina with Baker. They can beat Atlanta with Baker. One of they these possibly... days when we have time, I'm diving in on Baker. I'm just furious Ooh. at this point. Ooh. Why? What? Okay, Friday. Save it for Friday. Show we'll one bring it up on Friday. Guy. You believe in Baker Mayfield? No. Yes. You are Bailey. That's all I got to say. Uh, we'll round it out with the with the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, no, Bailey is the biggest Baker Mayfield lover and then like out of everybody that I and anybody, anybody that I know. And based off of your information that you're going to be providing, I would assume you and Bailey are going to be jockeying for a position on who is going to be the Baker Mayfield, the biggest Baker Mayfield fan. Uh, Friday show. We'll save it for Friday show live at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Belly Up Sports TV. Baltimore Ravens, the final team, their schedule looks like this tough. Again, matchups here. We're all expecting the Baltimore Ravens out of everyone in the AFC North. They probably have the easiest schedule, obviously, because they had that last place finish last year in the uh, in that division. This team, by all of our standards here, they bounce back right here. I mean, Aaron, 12 and five, AJ, 11 and six. Dylan 11 and six myself, 12 and five. This is a team that we're expecting to bounce back. Right. AJ. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. This team was one of the best rosters in the NFL, even last season. And they just got ravaged by injuries. We're talking at one point they had 23. I think they had 23 players on IR. I think they finished the season with 17 and at least three of them were starting cornerbacks, starting uh, secondary. So with these guys coming back, and then adding a Kyle Hamilton, and then adding who, you know, who may make an appearance this season, a David Ajabo, Patrick Queen, another season up ahead, Lamar Jackson back, their running backs back. If this team can stay healthy this season, they are going to be a problem for everyone in the NFL. Uh, yes, we are sleeping on Lamar Jackson. People want to say all he was was a runner. Uh, we forget that he led the league in passing touchdowns just two seasons ago. We forget that through 15 weeks in the season, he was totting a 70% completion percentage. Like, this team is ready to perform. And if they can stay healthy, the AFC is going to be very, very tough. 
when it's time to play the Baltimore Ravens. Now it just has to be shown in the playoffs. You know, that's where it starts for me, right? There's that health. That's the big question. I mean, they're healthy now. They get your running backs back. You get Lamar Jackson completely healthy. That's what you need for success. And top to bottom, this organization is so well run. You want to root for a team you're starting off as a, as a new NFL fan. If this is your first time watching anything football related, um, go be a fan of the Baltimore Ravens. I, I beg you. Because, I mean, this team just does everything top to bottom. I mean, they're, they're well run in the front office. They have great ownership. The GM knows what he's doing. They have a great head coach. They win playoff games. They win regular season games. They've been to the Super Bowls. They've won Super Bowls. This organization is just great. And I think right now you get Lamar Jackson back, you get everybody else on that team back. The the trade of Hollywood Brown kind of scares me a little bit from an offensive perspective. Other than that, I think they're pretty solid. I I do. I really like the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. So what you talk about with the trade of Hollywood Brown on the offense, I think they just got back to their roots. You know, like the NFL is becoming a passing league. We talked about it earlier. In the AFC, there are some receivers. There are some QBs. But Baltimore loves to run the ball. Baltimore has been stacked at the running position for a while now, and they do it quite well. I think that's why they went back to double tight end. I think that's why you saw them get a lot of these guys, because they didn't just get tight ends who can block so they can run. They also got some pass catchers as well as a tight end position. So I think they I think they know what scheme they want to go into, and I think they did what they needed to to get those pieces in place. Baltimore is going to be just fine. AJ, does the AFC North end up running through Baltimore? Like are they are they are the are they the, the top dogs in your words? Big dogs? Since you're asking me today, I'm gonna say yes. Because uh my storyline for the AFC North was now that even though we knew Pittsburgh last year wasn't the best team, they still had that feel that they were running the AFC. You know what I mean? Like that Pittsburgh pride, so on and so forth, all that from the twenty plus years of AFC North. This is the first year where even though we know Baltimore was a better team, they were beat up last year, that you kind of feel like the top dog spot is up for grabs. And you couldn't really just give it to Baltimore because of what Cincinnati did last year and then because of what Cleveland went out and did this year. So I do think it's kind of wide open, but I think Baltimore is in a prime position to snatch that spot and sit at the top for a while. Yeah, I mean, we talked. We had a, one of our storylines from last season was I mean, when we talked about like a, the Ravens Bengals game is can the Bengals stop being the little brother to the Baltimore Ravens like that? Mm-hmm. That was the storyline that we had, and now I feel like it is disrespectful to say the Cincinnati Bengals are the little brother to the Baltimore Ravens, although they're right there. The age difference isn't that much. They might be twins, and one the got Bengals out a little Peabody, bit earlier. <laughs> yeah, like the I feel like Peabody, they got their growth spurt. <laughs> yeah, like in my in my situation, I'm five six. My brother, my oldest brother, my brother older than me is five three. So it's like it's kind of like what it is. But he still runs shit because he's the older brother. But I'm bigger than him and might be able to. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna go that route. But <laughs> like, I, it's one of those situations where like the Cincinnati Bengals are right there with the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't know if I can necessarily say that the AFC North runs through Baltimore right now to give respect to Cincinnati, but it would not surprise me. January rolls around. We're going, we're prime, we're priming up for the playoffs and the Baltimore Ravens have taken full control over this AFC North. Yeah. 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 I mean, my theme all day. There's no top dog member from new girl. I'm the top dog. Remember that, yeah. that reference there, AJ? Come on. Otherwise, this I sound like a complete and utter idiot right now. And yeah, I'm going to let you do that. Darn it. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 
good. There is no <laughs> top dog. Honestly, there's no top dog. Maybe the Bengals right. are because they went to the AFC Championship, but I mean, it's tough. I, I think we all picked Baltimore. They're all they're all our division winners, but well, no. technically. Yes, technically. Oh yeah, they're all they're all our division winners. Yep. yep. Yeah, and you're, you're saying, oh, the Bengals, I think, could be the best team in the North. I don't know about the AFC. I no 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 no. Do not twist my words. Do not twist my words. Oh, I did not say, minute, minute, I say that they could be. I could see them being the best team in the AFC North. That's what see? I said because yeah. I think they could, just like I think Baltimore could. Yeah. Just like yeah. I think Cleveland could. The only team that doesn't have a shot in hell of leading this <laughs> AFC North is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And even that I feel bad saying because all hell could break loose. Lamar could get hurt. God, God forbid Lamar gets hurt. Joey B gets hurt. And then Baker Mayfield starts in Cleveland and Pittsburgh wins this division. That's how the Jags won their division. Mariota got hurt. Deshaun yeah. Watson got hurt. So, so <laughs> anything ap- after the season that we just went through where we were on that roller coaster, <laughs> woo, all season long, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, and the NFL don't stop drinking. They got the biggest alcohol sponsor. It's going to be drunk again, bro. Like, you don't know what can happen in an 18-week NFL season. It's going to be yep. nuts. I think the Bengals have just as good a chance as Baltimore does, for sure. Agreed. Agreed. That does it, though, for our AFC North coverage this evening. We broke it down schedule by schedule by schedule. These are our final standings. The Ravens take the number one spot, followed by the Cincinnati Bengals. And then I think, and yeah, no, it's actually all of us have the same order of first to last here in the AFC North with the Steelers being last, the Ravens being first, uh, and then everything in between. It is like what AJ said, no pun intended, because this is the Browns division, but it'll be a dogfight. And there are a lot of divisions that are going to be dogfights. We are going to be covering all of the schedules and so much more in the coming days, in the coming weeks. You're not going to want to miss a single second of Sac City coverage. AJ, do the fans a favor and tell them where they can follow us at. Hey, first and foremost, if y'all rocking with us this far through the show, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We appreciate you being at Sac City Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Look here, I'm about to head over to YouTube in just a couple seconds. I had better see 400 subscribers. Don't do Who it. Up in here? You better had hit that subscription button. You better had told somebody to come check out this idiot Dylan Kearns and then subscribe. And then become a fan of Sac City. Even if you want to put the hate, we we love the hate because we're going to prove y'all wrong again and again. Either way, head over to Sac City Pod, hit that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe, and tell somebody. Tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell your cousin, tell your auntie, tell all of them about the Sac City Pod being the best damn NFL show on the interwebs. Sac City Pod, your boys are back in town. Love it. Love it. And uh, the biggest thing, if you have already subscribed, if you're watching right now and you're already subscribed to us, please do us a favor and share it. Share that link on your social media pages, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. Please do us a favor, big, solid favor, and share and tell the world about the Sac City Podcast. We'll be back again live at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Friday right here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and, of course, Belly Up Sports TV for your boy A.J. Johnson. And for good old Dylan JB Scrownet Kearns, I am me. We will see you.
Friday. Peace out. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $499 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.